Paul here with today's tip to help you pass ACLS. Regardless if a rhythm is shockable or not, part of managing every cardiac arrest includes considering reversible causes. To make things a little easier to remember, these can be listed as H's and T's. Hypo or hyperkalemia is something we should consider early based on the patient's history and easy-to-identify changes to the T-wave on the ECG. Hypo or hyperkalemia as a reversible cause of cardiac arrest is today's PASS ACLS tip topic. Listening to a tip daily for a few weeks before your class will help to cement the key concepts needed for you to pass your ACLS written exam and megacode. Push the plus, follow, or subscribe button in your listening app, or activate the PASS ACLS flash briefing skill on your Amazon voice device so you don't miss upcoming tips. You can find additional ACLS-related resources at PassACLS.com. If it's been a while since you've taken physiology, remember that heart muscle contraction and repolarization is dependent on certain ions crossing the cellular membrane, specifically sodium, calcium, magnesium, and potassium. When a patient's potassium level gets too low or too high, hypokalemia or hyperkalemia results respectively. This can have mild to severe effects on the heart, even leading to cardiac arrest. So what are some things that might get us thinking about potassium imbalance as a possible reversible cause? There are two things I give thought to when considering hypo and hyperkalemia. First is the patient's history. Do they have a medical condition that would lead to potassium imbalance? Do they take medications that would affect potassium levels? And what recent medical treatments has the patient received? Some medical conditions related to the kidneys, such as acute kidney failure or chronic kidney disease, can affect potassium levels. Common causes of hypokalemia include diuretic medications used to treat high blood pressure or CHF, prolonged diarrhea, and excessive use of laxatives or enemas. Hyperkalemia may be the results of kidney injury or disease, DKA, and ACE inhibitor or ARB medications used to treat high blood pressure. End-stage renal failure patients receiving dialysis are prone to hypo and hyperkalemia, so ask when they were last dialyzed if possible. For a more detailed review of medical conditions and medications that can lead to hypokalemia and hyperkalemia, Check out the June 30th, 2022 podcast episode of Ninja Nerd. Rob and Zach go into a lot more detail than is needed for ACLS, but is nice to know. The second thing that should give us reason to suspect potassium imbalance is changes to the T-wave on the ECG. Patients with hypokalemia may have saggy or low-amplitude T-waves, while patients with hyperkalemia may have tall T-waves. I've shared images of hyperkalemic patients' ECG on PASS ACLS's X page, formerly Twitter, where the T-wave is taller than the QRS. The most accurate way to know if a patient is hypo or hyperkalemic is to get labs. A serum potassium less than 3 or greater than 6 should be treated as a reversible cause. For hypokalemia, the treatment is potassium replacement via a slow IV push or a potassium drip. Hyperkalemia is treated by stabilizing cardiac membranes with administration of calcium, followed by an attempt to shift potassium into the cells by administration of insulin with glucose. 
Close monitoring of a patient's potassium should be part of post-arrest care if hypo or hyperkalemia was identified before or during a cardiac arrest. If you found today's tip on hypokalemia and hyperkalemia as reversible causes of cardiac arrest helpful, share past ACLS tip of the day with your coworkers on LinkedIn or other social media. I'm here to help you pass ACLS. Thanks for listening, and good luck with your class.